Today is July 23rd. The Yankees just lost a game to the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota, but we're not talking about that today. We are talking about whatever you guys want to talk about. It is the voicemail app. Hopefully we have some fun. Hopefully you guys brought some good questions, brought some noise. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining. Thank you for clicking play, hanging out with us for a little bit. On this Tuesday in the middle of this Minnesota series, we are excited to chat with each other. Actually, Jake, are you excited to chat with me? Be honest. I, I think so. I think so. I think I'm going uh, to turn you up a knob. I know you just got demoralized because you, you lost an hour because you realized we're playing a central time zone game. I am still pretty fried from yesterday because I got about two and a half hours of sleep. But I just had a 9 p.m. coffee, so that's... Uh, an energy drink after 9 p.m. is becoming a new regular thing in my life, so that's that's good. Doctor recommended. Uh, but I think we're going to be good. I think I think what we've done on the voicemail apps is we normally address the game. You get like 30 seconds to say what you need to say. It's done, and then we just rip it, babe. Oh, okay. I can I can address this game super easily. Okay. Do you want the 30 seconds or what do you need? Yeah. Put 30 seconds on the clock for me. Go. Uh, CC pitched poorly, didn't have it. Triple play, unlucky. Not going to let that bother me in the slightest. That is straight up unluck, which doesn't show how good or bad we are as a team. Gary roped into a double play and then roped into a line out in the left where he got good wood for the first time in ever. We fought back to make it close. In the end, we lose. Holder and Sessa good. CC bad. No qualms, no worries, whatever. Wow, 28 seconds. I got a good internal good. clock. Pretty good. Well, not that good because you, you had two seconds there. But Didn't need it, Jake. Uh, Didn't need it. Oh, you did. You did. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. That, that was the first bad loss in a while. Um, some people referenced the Darno game, and I said no. Like, I mean, Darno beat us. I don't think that like, was a we, bad we, loss. We uh we kind of beat ourselves today, and I, I think that's okay. I I mean there's there was some unlucky stuff. I I think this was just the first loss you walked away from, and it's like we kind of like we dominated that game, yet we also didn't. Like CC kind of got rocked, so I don't know. It's a big shrug. Uh, Holder is back to being the best ever. I I guess we rested up the bullpen. Um, so uh, and I I think Minnesota. You mentioned the PA stuff. I think uh, playing New York, New York after strikeouts, I think we might see an, a mean Yankees team tomorrow. If you're in Vegas, I think you hammer the Yankees. That stuff's just kind of sad, man. Like I, You talk about it and people tell me I'm triggered, and it's like I don't know if this is triggered or not triggered. I just think it's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's just a different part of sports. It's, it's, I mean, they're having fun with it. It's not like targeted. Um, it's, it's just kind of poking fun you know i i don't think it's 
It's hokey. Yeah. It's like when you go hang out with your friend. A little bit. Yeah, yeah you absolutely. Your friend and you're like, oh, you think that's like clever or funny or shit talking they're like we're having fun and we're like yeah you're just being lame yeah yeah all right 30 seconds 30 seconds off the clock well that the new york new york stuff was lame playing music constantly was just like what are we doing here yeah that was bizarre that was like an nba game i uh haven't really seen that uh in major league baseball and don't really know why i mean there was a couple times when it was just like what yeah like don't get me wrong i like i like giving a little more energy to the game where we can uh but yeah i mean there was there was one at bat that it, it felt like an edm concert there was another one later in the game when voight was up i think and he swung and missed and it just was like cut to whatever song was on it was like na 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 and then the next pitch i'm like what's going on here yeah there's a lot going on all right we have a ton of voicemails i haven't listened to any of them i'm excited intern luke put them in an order for me we have some packaged voicemails here a lot of people called about the wow. same things so that's good that's exciting cool. voicemails are brought to you by john boy media and everything we do May have, sure. may have, talking uh, baseball. Talking baseball. Talking baseball launched to some real nice numbers. So thank you yeah, to everyone thanks. over there. Uh, laps from the past. We just recorded season five, episode four, historical backfires. Talking Knicks. Talking Giants. They have. Uh, they're starting their PPPs, Jake. You know we do PPPs here. Yes, sir. They're profi- Every day. profiling and projecting. I think twenty-four players until the first Giants game. So that's exciting. Go f- go check out Talking Giants. All right, let's get yeah. straight into this. We got three voicemails right away about Paxton, and I'm just going to play all three, all right? Play all three, kid. What's up, Jake and John Boy? This is Christian from Nebraska, first-time caller. Um, just got done watching Paxton be terrible again and was just wondering if we get Devi back fully healthy and on point and we end up trading for another quality starter like Mad Bummer, Bauer, or Shro. Um, is there any argument that could be made for keeping Pax on the roster come October? I'd uh, love to hear what you guys think. Hot take, Jake doesn't suck, and uh, intern Luke is a beautiful man. Thank you. There's one. Absolute hot boy. Hey, guys, Andrew from Mel's Kitchen. Sorry about that. Take two, second week in a row. I don't know what Paxton does uh, for his preparation, except for you know a few of the off-season articles, but... What I do know is Paxton's been really good the past three years, and I don't think we should overreact based on, you know, what he's done so far in New York. I also think he's pitched better than a four ERA, even though he's walking a few more guys. And, uh, yeah, I don't think the low performance, the low pressure performance stuff, there's enough data to make, you know, any assumptions. And uh, I don't think we should want Paxton, like, off the team or demoted. I think he's going to be really good. What are your thoughts? Okay, it's kind of a fully contradicting call from the first one about Paxton. we got one more about Paxton. Here we go. Jim Jake, it's TD from Madison, Connecticut. Congratulations on the great week. Number two on iTunes, number one in the ALE. So there's a lot to be happy about, and I mean a lot to be happy about this with this team right now. But, but, this voicemail is dedicated to James Alston Paxton. Dear James, we're trying to win a World Series here, and our guys are fucking savages in that fucking box. But you 
always have a piece of shit start to the game. I feel bad for you, but fucking get better. You're a good pitcher, and our guys are fucking savages in that box scoring runs for you. Our guys are savages in that fucking box. So tighten it up right now, okay? Tighten this shit up. Blaze it. All right, TB bringing the noise, turning the savage rant right onto Paxton's face. Like that. Take that. All right, so Paxton, we got one call here saying uh, he's what first caller saying like Paxton, like it's going to be hard to put him on the playoff roster. Next call, Andrew from Hell's Kitchen saying like, don't worry, and like he's obviously going to be on the playoff roster. And then uh, TB with just like you know some like, hey, tighten it up, get better. Where do you land? Jim, there's a lot of moving parts here. We we get Paxton, uh, and we see what's going on. The dominant Boston start. Jimmy, up until June 1st, James Paxton had a 2.81 ERA for us. We're we're patting ourselves on the back. We a, a couple lines that we've heard on this very podcast was the most underrated move of the off season uh, for what we thought Paxton was going to do. Since then, uh, and the knee injury happened in that time frame, uh, Paxton's ERA is up to 420 now. Nice. Um, Jim, but, and he hasn't been consistent enough. And that's, you can hammer that home as much as you want. I know you're big on the energy thing. I'll, I'll leave that to you. I'll say this. The other factor that normally wouldn't be a thing is this whole first inning situation, which is absurd. And like, I get it, and no, the opener's not an answer because Paxton's first inning will still be his first inning, and you just don't do that to a guy who can be of his caliber when he's right. But, Jim, what this has done is made people blind to the fact that even though the first inning stuff's been happening, he had three really good starts before this. It was six innings pitch, one earned run. Six innings pitch, two earned runs, 11 Ks. Six innings pitch, two earned runs, seven Ks. So he has the bad start against Colorado, which it's only four earned runs because of an error. I mean, seven runs end up scoring, uh, but he obviously was not good. It was a game that meant nothing, though. Um, and the other thing, Jim, in his last four starts, the Yanks as a team are 0-4. Uh, so we like to win. I just think we are definitely coming up to the fork in the road with James Paxson. His next start is going to be against the Boston Red Sox. And guess what? If he twirls a gem, everyone's going to be back on Team James Paxton. Because his last, <laughs> I mean, then in his last five starts, four of them would be gems. If he has a bad one, I mean, then people are, well, some people are already putting up the red flag, but you have all the right in the world to be putting up a yellowish-orange flag, I think. So um, there's still a lot of baseball to be played. Up until this point, you can't be happy with Paxton. I think that's more than fair to say. Totally more than fair to say. I still want him to be part of our postseason thing, but I do think that right now, like right now, it's Tanaka, Herman, Chester. If we had like three, what's your three plans going into three games right now? That would be my three plans. Uh, but I want Paxson to be there, and I think he will be there come playoffs. And you're right, he did have three good starts. Um, I think it's I I think he needs to figure out how to get himself motivated. I've said that a lot. Um, 
people tried to like act like that was a crazy bad take. I hate I hate that in general. Um just because you can't quantify emotions, people think that they don't play a part at all because they just like looking at numbers. Um, emotions play a huge part in sports. You can't quantify them, so it's just opinion-based. My opinion is that Paxton brings it. So this is my opinion. This is where people get really like, they're like, you're so stupid. You, you don't have numbers to back this up. There's no numbers to back this up. I think if we won... If we lost game two versus the Rockies, Jake, and in a Sunday game, the series was on the line, I think Paxton pitches better. I really do. That's my opinion. Because the series was won and it was a Sunday day game in the heat, I think it was kind of like a meh atmosphere. I think if the series is on the line, he pitches better. I also think his knee's hurting him. After the uh, injury, it's been pretty pretty less than beforehand like what you said it was really good at the beginning of the year uh i don't know though man i think he's gonna be part of this rotation at towards the end i think he can easily twirl off three good starts i think can easily i think he can easily go every other the rest of the season so right now my hands are just up in the air uh, and gotta see but uh he should be good <laughs> basically yeah and it's if that, you ha- that that's that, i think that's the part that that's where the internet world we live on is problematic with James Paxton because the answer is we don't know yet. The dude could be one of the best pitchers in the American League for two months or it could be a hot mess for two months. We don't know, and whatever he does is going to decide that. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, we don't need an answer now. Everyone wants their answer right now. If I, if I had to choose between the two sides of the coin, the first caller saying he's not going to be like part of our postseason, and then Andrew from Hell's Kitchen saying he's going to be part of our postseason, I'm choosing the coin that says he's part of it. Because, I, I mean, Jimmy, I know your, your theory, I, I will admit, isn't data-driven, and that's fine. Um, but ser- even if it's not a special start, but he goes out against Boston and throws six innings pitch two earned runs... Like, I think you're going to be in a pretty content place with James Paxton, like, kind of deep down, because whenever we've asked him or needed a good game out of him, he's kind of brought it. Yeah. There's the one in Houston when he was tipping pitches, but other than that. Right, and uh, that, that whole series was kind of a mess. There was the, the, the Clint fly ball fiasco that series. Hey, Clint, how you doing, buddy? Mike Talkman rakes. Um, <laughs> Jeez, so, yeah. Jeez, Jake. What? That was mean. What was mean about that? Wow. I said, how you doing, buddy? Mike Talkman rakes. I complimented Mike. Yeah, Clint hates Mike. Clint rakes, too. Um, but there's other things. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I think th- the honest answer is the book is going to be out on Paxson. Um, but it literally, and if he throws a gem on when's he pitching, Thursday? Yeah, then that's five good starts out of his last seven. And, and... Uh, Two great ones against the Red Sox. And, like, when we've needed him, he's been good. So, I mean, there would be merit to the emotion thing. We'll see what's going on. I will say, man, I, I know the energy thing is the energy thing. That Sunday start was just sad, man. He wasn't getting ahead of any hitters. He couldn't locate anything, uh, which uh, that makes me, that does make you worry about injury stuff. 
But um, I, I don't know. I mean, so much can change in the coming two months. Like, we in two months, we could be saying, yo, throw that guy game one. Or in two months, we could be saying, shoot, does he make the playoff roster? Yeah. Yep. And I think there's some trade talks coming up uh, later on in, in these voicemails. Because I was going to say, like, Paxton's better than a lot of the potential trade targets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's like three I, trade targets. Well, we, we'll keep going. The next, do you are there are there Sevy voicemails coming up? Yeah. Do we want to nip that? Nope. Okay. They're coming up right now. The next section of voicemails that Luke has for us is uh, back oh. from injury. Would you look at this? Well, would you look at this? Hey guys, oh, would you look uh, at this? it's Cameron from Midtown East. I was wondering if you guys had any updates on Stanton. I, I looked it up the other day online, and nothing came up. Do you think he's going to be out until late August? Um, personally, I think he's going to be out until September, the way it looks now with the rehabbing and everything. I don't know. Let me know. Thanks. Stanton, Jake. I don't know, and he's out of sight, out of mind for me. Like, I honestly haven't thought, Yeah. ooh, when's Stanton going to get back? We're, we're, we're complete enough that I, I, I don't know. I just, like... I feel like the first part of the season, I was constantly doing injury updates and who's going to get back and when's going to get right. back. And I just tired myself out. And I'm like, well, let's just win the game now. Judge came back with two weeks to go last season before the playoffs. Maybe Stan's going to do something like that. No idea. I have no idea. Do you have any inclination, any thought? Are you checking every game? Are you looking at the lineup and be like, damn, I wish Stan was here? Because... I I'm no I don't mean this as an insult to Stan, but I'm just so far like this is who we're playing, this is what we got. I haven't even thought about him. Well, and what helped Jim was Brett Gardner played great for almost two months. And now talking the a best be- in the world. And he's a better defensive player. Oh wow, dude. Oh my god. You're gonna say that? Wow. Um yeah, Mike Talkman is the best ever. So uh right now we're putting a patch on it in Jim. I mean Cameron Maben's supposed to come back in a week or two, something like that. Um, and he'd be a great guy to have on the playoff roster potentially. So I don't think they're going to rush Stanton at all. Um, yeah, I mean, right now he is kind of like bonus, which is insane to say about one of the best paid guys on our team and former MVP winner. But they're not going to rush it at all. Um, At the same time, if you hear Stanton News is coming back, you can be excited for that. That's okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Adds to our lineup. All right, next. Messed up. Next. What's up, boys? This is Matt calling from Brantford, Connecticut. Um, I know I have an opinion that might not be very popular with a lot of guys, but you know, there's a lot of talk of when Severino comes back, it might be almost impossible to stretch him out to to be a starter, to, you know, play a starting role when playoffs come, things like that. You know, the way that I look at it, just don't screw with him, man. Don't don't mess around. He's our ace. He's young. We just signed him to a contract. If he can't come back and be a starter, if, if you know, the injury was that bad, just shut him down and let's figure it out. Let's go grab a guy in the trade market or do what we have to do internally. But I think when you start bringing a guy out of the bullpen, you're starting to screw around a little bit. Love you guys. Go Yanks. 
All right. That's uh, yeah, that's something I haven't heard in a little bit. Jake, do you have any thoughts on that? Don't even mess around with him. Well, Jim, I, I had one new thought come into my head when you were talking about our playoff rotation, because I initially hated the idea. Because uh, what, what that caller just said, thanks for calling in, guys, um, is totally right. I mean, Luis Severino, when right, is a blue chip piece in an organization, a young ace like that. Um, he's had all the injury stuff this year. <laughs> the The problem for me is it, it's what does it look like? I mean, he's rehabbing with Dellen on the same exact schedule with I, I've told you privately blows my mind like how could these guys be equally injured that's not how life works anyways well it's kind of like when you live in a house um you know a lot of sisters or you live in a sorority house oh, no. you know you kind of sync up oh my god so intern luke cut the tape cut the tape intern luke um no i i just think it, it depends like is is louis severino you know, throwing 50 bullets off a mound mid to late August. Can you, and does he look like Luis Severino? Cause if you can build him up to 80, 90 pitches, I mean, it's worth it. If he looks like Luis Severino, um, the thing that's a total wild card, Jim, cause you just said Chester would be our third best starter in the playoffs, which I'm, I'm not, I'm not laughing at you for saying that. I'm laughing at the fact that that's a real thing because we saw Nestor Cortez at spring training and we're like, oh, this guy won't see the light of day cut by the Orioles. Um, I'll tell you what. You know what could be really cool? Chevy. Chad to Sevy? Holy smokes. Have you ever seen a Chevy with the butterfly doors? No. Stunting is a habit, Jim. Oh. T.I., you're a pretty big T.I. guy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I tried. I was going to drop a thank, a Buck Showalter thank you on Twitter tonight, but I didn't know how that would come across. If I just type thank you with a period, you'll get that from now on? Nope. It's Damn a it. verbal thing. All right. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to get a gif of it. But, um, it's, a, it's a verbal thing only. Where, uh, what are your thoughts, James? Oh, we need a gif of Buck saying thank you like that. Yeah. Need to find that. Yeah. Thank you. I, I don't see any harm in having Sevy go to the bullpen. Like if he's cleared to pitch, he's cleared to pitch. And if he doesn't have enough time to build up as a starter, well then it's shorter to build up as a reliever or a couple innings at a time. And if he's clear if he can pitch, he can pitch. You know what I mean? Like if there's yeah. any any injury, then yeah, then shut him down. But I, I think the situation is he's been 100% cleared to pitch. If they run into like another setback, then another setback, then yeah, whatever. So I guess, I guess, I guess I think there's no more setbacks and it's just a matter of time. I'm fine with going to the bullpen or being a shorter guy. I guess this would be the question, Jim. Luis Severino comes back. He looks good. Um, but he's only, he's built up for like 75, 80 pitches. Do you want Luis Severino starting that game, or would you rather go Chevy? How 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 much is Chevy built up? Can he give me five innings? Seventy five pitches. Yeah, start him. Okay. Thank you. I'd st- I'd start him. Um. Yeah, I guess that's that's going to be the interesting thing because I mean, there's. 
there's a chance he's back, but he can only throw 50 bullets, which, again, that does start to sound scary, and, like, that's what the caller said. Like, all right, are we rushing Luis Severino back for a World Series run when he's been hurt all year? Um, you start entering dangerous territory. I will say this, Jim. You know one of my favorite things to do when I fill out an NCA bracket is storylines. Um, that's why I was all over the Duke-UCF game this year. What's Jake talking about, even? Um, I'll say this. World Series World Series storyline, the opener brought to the World Series with Chevy. I mean, that's a storyline. I like that. Oh, I thought you were going to say Chevy starts, Dellen gets a hold, Stanton gets a home run, and we're like, the injured crew gets it done in the postseason. I thought that's what your storyline was going to be. No. Thank you. Do you know which one the machine is? What machine? Greg Car? Bird? I thought Greg Bird's on the injured list. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the one the machine, it was the bird. He's the, the robot. The, no, it was the bird. Well, no, the robot got him too. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the robot. And then I did the no bird. idea it was. Yeah. Yeah. Bird. I thought he was on the AIL. <laughs> If you have if you have no idea what we're talking about, Buck Showalter doing the yes booth got in, thrown into the Didi emojis game, and it's one of the wilder things you'll see. All right, next voicemail. John Boy Jake, this is Wes from Virginia for Talking Yanks. I just saw a trade proposal on Bleacher Report for Luis Castillo. It was Clint Frazier, Esteban Florio, and Jonathan Loisaga. I would do that in a second, but... I don't know. It seems like to me. Tell me what you guys think. I'd do that in a second. You're my Luis Castillo guy, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's a really good pitcher. Um, he's got a lot of years remaining. And he's cheap. So if you trade for Luis Castillo, if the Reds are trading, which they should be, they're kind of out of it now. It's a haul because he's got a lot of years. He's young and he's talented. Uh, problem is Jake. Another problem. The the other benefit is that if you if you lock him up, he's got four years left, and next year he's going to make five hundred grand, and then he hits arbitration. So if we're trading for Luis Castillo, I would empty I would empty our prospects out. I, I would. Uh, you have him for four years. He's a good pitcher, and then it clears up money to use elsewhere in the offseason to bring Didi back. To go after Garrett Cole if you want to get another pitcher. But if you can snag a pitcher that's going to be in this rotation for the next four years with your current sixth outfielder and prospects, I'd do it. And Jimmy, I mean, I I don't know. So I've got the push and pull in my head right now is that Brian Cashman very much believes in like this young core and this crew and and the Yankees system currently, you know, getting international money every year and just like rebuilding that system. Um, we might be stumbling into an interesting territory because I, I think I got into a Twitter fight a little over a week ago. Uh, and someone was like, yeah, well, dude, Cashman really can't pick out pitching anymore. I mean, he could find guys like Void and Talkman, but he can't. Well, you know what? 
you, you don't just stumble into aces in this league. You can you can find some guys that can play baseball around the horn, but that might even fall into the argument, Jim. I mean, someone like Florial, who knows where his exact value is, but I mean, we've locked Hicks up for a while. A while. By the way, another guy we got for super cheap. Um, Brian Cashman might have this mentality where he can go out and find some hitters when he needs hitters. Right now, to get an ace, you can't really stumble into that. You can't like just look at a couple AAA and AA metrics and be like, I think we can make that work. That's just not how, how pitchers come out. So there is a world where he wants to cash in his chips and get Luis Castillo, and that would be awesome. Um, uh, I don't know if, if I'm the Reds. I mean, you still have so much time with him <laughs> that you'd like to think you could build something in the next couple of years. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see him getting traded. To be honest, he's got yeah. four years left. I and I it would be like three to four big prospects. Um, and I, I don't know if we do. We have any Clint stuff coming up, Jim? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll, I don't know. All I'll of them, I'll say this because it's it's a nice thing. Um, what do we know? Clint Frazier can hit the hell out of a baseball. If a team like the Reds or the Texas Rangers, who we think are going to be selling and have a couple pitchers, um. Yes, you have Clint's defensive concerns, but in those ballparks, I mean, Clint Frazier can be a, a 290, 30, 35 homer guy. I, I don't want to say pretty easily, but it's, it's, not, it's nowhere near out of the realm. Like, it's, it's very possible. So for those teams, I think it's, it's less of a risk than maybe a team that's in more of a pitcher's park where you wouldn't get that hitting production and you're worried about his defense. Yeah. I'll say this, everyone, I think uh, the way trade talks have gone for the last three years is everyone says, like, that's you're going to need way more than that. You're going to need way more than that. And then besides the Archer trade, every return has been underwhelming. Yeah, and I, I think for a, a lot of the rentals, yes, because the rentals don't hold it. I mean, someone like we Luis, haven't, Luis yeah, we Castillo. Haven't seen yeah, but yeah, but but I'm saying we th there's no precedent for this like of late. I don't think. I mean, I I guess the one that I would jump to would be kind of Chris Sale, right? I mean, Sale they gave Moncada, Kopech, and someone else. Um, I'm blanking, but I think it was three like big time prospects. Yeah, all right, that's a good for comp. Chris Sale, right. who's who's pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. What's up, Talking Yanks? It's Sal from Staten Island calling in. With the trade season coming up and everything, obviously we're going to want to go after a big starting pitcher, possibly. So I hear everyone talking about the Strowmans, the Bowers, the Bumgarners. It'd be great to get one of them, but nobody's talking about us possibly going after Mike Miner of the Rangers. This guy's probably having one of the best years of his career, and he's one of the best pitchers in the AL right now. His ERA's like 2.5-something. He's having a crazy year. He's got like a six-war. And he's on a pretty reasonable deal. He's on the contract for like 10 mil a year, next year and this year. So I don't know why we're not going after him. The Rangers are probably going to fall out of the race soon with the A's getting hot and everything. So I don't know. I think we could probably get him. It might take a couple prospects, but screw it. If we're going for the World Series, I think pairing him with Tanaka, Domingo, Paxton, I think that's a pretty solid playoff rotation. So let me know what you think. Thanks, guys. Go Yanks. Yeah, Mike Miner. We kind of brought him up. Um... Thank you, Sal, for calling in. I've heard a lot of Mike Miner talk. I think he's on a lot of people's top boards for wants. Um, and the Rangers have lost a lot coming out of the break. So they should be selling 
Otherwise, they're kind of being big dum-dums. What is Mike Miner's contract, Jake? So Mike Miner, James, he's uh, 983 for the rest of this year and 983 for next year. Um, so, I mean, pretty good, especially the output going this year, Jim. I know we're not huge war guys. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Uh, say it again. Do you know what Mike Miner's war is this year? Well, that guy just said it was six. Six on the nose, dude. That's nuts. Um, ho- homeboy is dealing. And, yeah, I mean, it's – uh. And, and the story's pretty cool. I mean, Mike Miner, if you're a baseball guy, he was, came up with the Braves in 2010. Um, he had a really good year in 2013. From, from basically 2015, 2016, he was out of baseball with arm injuries, uh, came back as a reliever and dealt. Now he got back into the rotation, and now he's doing the damn thing. A lot of the numbers look great. Um, I think for Texas, it's interesting. He's on an affordable contract for a year and a half. Um, I mean, do they just want two bodies? He's got the highest war in the AL. Um, are, are they looking for a big return? Because, um, I, I mean, like we've said, I mean, Clint Frazier very clearly on the table, and a team like Texas, I mean, you could put up some – he could put up some serious offensive numbers. So, I mean, I the question would be, is it Clint Frazier and a and a couple pieces or two, a, a Mike Ford and a and a backup arm? Or I mean, are they saying Clint Frazier and we need an Abreu or a Davy Garcia or something like that? Which I, I don't know. I'm only I'm guessing, but I think you'd still be fine with that deal. I don't even think Clint matches up for minor. Really? For a year and a half of minor? Having the best Same. season in the AL this year? Same as Stroman. Like, who would you rather, Miner or Stroman? They're, but you'd both get him for the same amount of time. Stroman's I think you'd say Miner. Think so? Yeah. I, I think I'd say Miner too, but I think it's I, I think it's fair to say Stroman. It's it's pretty tight. I'm I mean I I'm like sixty forty. I mean, Stroman's Stro- cheaper. Stroman strikeout numbers scare you a little bit, but he is a ground ball pitcher, so there's some good things there. Um, I, I think Minor pitching wise is technically having a much better season. Yeah, I don't know. Um, giving up Clint for four years. Yeah, but Jim, I mean, it, Texas Rangers can come back and say he might not have a position in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and it, and him being stashed right now hurts him. And. And uh, Jim, as much as I I genuinely love Clint Frazier's approach at the plate, I think when he gets his opportunity, he's going to rip it. I mean, even his numbers this year. I mean, he had an 8.43 OPS, which is which is good. Um, uh, he's he's currently lifetime 2.62, 3.14 OBP, 7.87 OPS with without being able to necessarily play a position. So although I think he has this incredible potential as a hitter, other teams can look at the Yankees and kind of not give him the double birds, but I, I don't know. They're not paying for Clint Frazier like an elite prospect. So uh, Triton in the chat right now said that John Morosi, he said that uh, the Yankees might be able to get Stroman with Davey Garcia as the headliner. And I, I think that's a fun one for you because he got a couple short pitchers there. Um, and Rick Nelson. 
So, like, if that's the cost, I don't know if that's real or not. I'm I, I mean, right. Morosi's re- all speculation. It's all speculation. Like, if that's the cost for Strowman, then you're not trading Clint for Miner. It's less than what you think. All these trades are less than what. You oh, think. see, I think Davy Garcia is more valuable than Clint. <laughs> that, yeah, I guess that's just. I'm not. I don't think Davy Garcia is going to be a good professional pitcher. Right, I I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't. I see that as I'll give Davy away like that. Right. Right. No, I I think Davy's a pretty legit. The uh, the strikeout numbers, the futures game, all of it. Uh, Davy's uh, D- Davy's Davy's pretty real. I I think his his worst case is like an elite reliever. I I, th- I still think he he's got a chance to basically be Stroman, but with more strikeouts. Or I think I yeah. think that's what he's lining up for. I think I think they are shopping him hard right now. Right. So who knows? I don't I don't I don't know. These are just what I think. Whenever they pump right. the pump up a guy like this, they shop him. The last guy we saw this do was with Chance Adams in 2017 and they shopped him hard and no one wanted him. Right. And this feels exactly like that to me. Yeah, a little bit. I mean the the strikeout numbers are insane and just like performing at the futures game like that. I I think it's a little different. Yeah, the Futures game is an exhibition game like any through like a couple innings. Right. Where they pick the best players and people they think are gonna be future stars of baseball. I get that, but like it's like saying he pitched really good in an all star game. Like it's an exhibition game. Oh, it's not his performance, it's the fact that he's there. Like the Yankees didn't do that. The Yankees didn't slip Rob Manfred a couple hundred bucks and be like, Hey, can you take Davey to the Futures game? Like that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean I feel like 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 Justice Sheffield and a bunch of people have gone to the Futures game. No, oh, it's I mean it's the prospect game, man. Yeah. All right. One more trade talk. Hey, what's up, boys? My name is Doug. I'm from Long Island, and uh, I was wondering if I could get your take on the kind of uh, argument that I've been seeing around on social media, uh, whether the Yankees should go after Bumgarner or Stroman. Now I know. Obviously, those aren't the only two targets, but it's been something that I've seen more common than others. And I feel like some of the arguments that I mostly see from people is that Baumgartner is, you know, not even that much older. I think he's only a year older than Stroman. But I looked a little deeper, and he's got almost a 1,000 more innings than Stroman, not even including postseason. So I was just wondering if I could uh, get your take on that. Thank you. Go, Yanks. They're different. I mean, if you're comparing Stroman and Baumgartner, you're com- it's not the same thing. One guy is a true rental, whose cost won't be that high. Like I don't think I don't think Baumgartner's cost is going to hurt you at all. It's just you just got to outbid the next guy, and collectively, I don't think every team is going to like break the bank for him because he's a true rental. And San Stroman, Fran might not even San Fran might not even be selling anymore. Yeah, I don't think San Fran is selling anymore. Yeah, They're, they just came back and beat the Cubs. I think Jake. Yeah, in Game One of this series, uh, I think so. And we're like two weeks away, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The Giants just came back. Wow, less than that, Giants man. We're just, like eight days away. 
Yeah, and the Giants just came back and beat the Cubs. They won it. They scored three runs in the eighth, Jake, to win five to four. The Giants are on a magical run. We talked about this in depth on Talking Baseball, our new show, but uh, just, uh, just a little brief thing. Giants love servicing their fans, and if they think they have a little bit of magic run, they will prioritize a, ma- a chance at a magic run over re- um, over um, trade it. What's the word? Selling and like, kind of like uh, regrouping or whatever. So, so I, I think Bum's not even on the table anymore. And I also think Bumgarner's the type of dude where he goes to the owner and he's like, "We're in it." Yeah. I'm. A, I'm not. Like, I'm waiting all my trades. I'm a pitch for you. Get We're me in this a, thing, baby. Get me in that wild card thing, and you know what I'll do. Yeah. And Jim, uh, I, I think I think the thing that you and I have been dancing around, but the Giants were so bad that you're like, I guess they do have to sell Mad Bum. Now that they're not, the price tag never made sense. Like, if the Giants were going to get rid of Madison Bumgarner, they were going to want at least a real prospect that they could say, hey, I know Madison Bumgarner was the face of our franchise, but he, he's got to go. Um, and teams aren't going to pay that for a true rental, like you're saying. So... It never lined up that way. Now that the Giants are playing good ball, I just it doesn't make sense for anyone. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next is a new category on the voicemails that Luke has labeled general current miscellaneous. So he's really narrowed it down. Stick around for later in the program when we do historical miscellaneous. (laughs) Um, Because that's going to be quite a rush. Here's the first voicemail in the general current miscellaneous category. Hey, guys. It's Cameron from Midtown again. Kind of a stupid, kind of fun question. If you could give the MVP to one player on this team as team MVP, um, who would you pick? I know a lot of people would probably go DJ. Some people might go Gary. Some people might even go Boyd. Um, I think DJ is obvious, the obvious answer. However, I think those guys are like kind of underlooked if you think about it too. They carried the Yankees throughout the first half. All right, uh, let me know. It's DJ LeMahieu. It's not even close. He's the MVP of this team as of now. Um, Gary was good for a little bit. He's in a terrible slump right now. But Voight was good. Voight would be my number two probably, but. It's DJ in a landslide. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, Voight, Voight does really have something to say, which I, I don't know. It just seems like sometimes sometimes you wouldn't say that, but he, he is having a great year. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's DJ LeMayhew. All right. That one's easy. Next. What's up, Talking Yanks? This is Nick from Utica, New York. A um, little bit of an angry message. Just finished watching that. Awful game that Chapman just blew against the Rays. Little upset. Uh, I have two quick questions. Um, it looked like Chapman was sweating out there pretty good. It looked like it was pretty hot. And he still didn't pitch too great. It was probably one of the cheapest Yankee Stadium home runs I've seen. All right. Sorry, Nick. Chapman had electric stuff in that game. His fastball was hitting 101. His slider was breaking like crazy. Got darn it. Doesn't matter. 
it dart got darnoed and it was a bad pitch mix. But uh, he was sweating a lot and his stuff looked fantastic. So it adds up. What's up, guys? I called the other day. Not sure if I want to make it on because I called just after the Rays game. You guys had the voicemail episode a Same second guy. after, so I just missed it. But I'm watching the Yankees versus Colorado here in game one and talking to having a heck of a game. I don't know if there's anything that Katie Stats got to throw out there about his exit velocity or anything going on about his hitting, but he's really looking good out there. I've seen him multiple times swing right through 92-mile-an-hour fastballs. He just hit a single up the middle on a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. I don't know what's going on with him. He's having a heck of a game. I was just wondering what you guys thought, if there's anything extra I have to add. Uh, let me know, and go Yanks. Yo, I forgot that there was a series when talk, like at the end of his first stretch, was just straight up missing 92-mile-per-hour fastballs. Yeah, man. Do you, remember, do you remember that? Yeah. He just got three more hits in this first game versus the Twins. He's uh he's like the best ever lefty to hit off lefties. Like borderline not a joke. Well, it's a small sample size, but um he's hitting over he's hitting around 450 versus lefties this year. No know what people forget, Jim? Hitting a baseball so hard. Yeah. We were awful at it. Probably still are. Well, I don't know. Be cool if we weren't. Get in the like, cage and just if that's it. the second half of this story that you and I go to the cage one day and we just rake and it's like, wow, these <laughs> these guys went from the podcasters to the middle infielders on the team. <laughs> Get signed to go play pro ball in Israel. Yes, networks make a commercial about you that says you got signed to play pro, but they leave out the part that you got signed by an Israel team in Israel and you didn't get any at-bats, and they play the commercial every single inning. Eric Story, Yes Network, go to Eric Story. I was 41. I got signed to play pro ball. Oh, fascinating. Where'd you get signed? Israel. Oh, did you play? No. Jake, why'd you bring this up? I hate that commercial. So if anyone knows the dude from the commercial that plays quote-unquote pro ball in Israel, Jim is challenging to an at-bat in, what, 10 years? 11? When I'm 41. When I'm 41. Okay. I'm going to start training for it at 38. Your body's going to be so bad at 38. No, Jake, I'm going to start training at 38 for 41. Right, but like you say that, and then you're going to try to train, and you're going to be like, my body's broken. No, 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 I'm going to get in good shape. We went to the boardwalk for one night, and you and me were like, we we would have had to go on the IL for 10 days for one night throwing baseballs at the boardwalk. Yeah, but that was at 30. Right. 38, I'm going to be in shape. Yeah. I'm going to hire a personal trainer. I think I got bad news for you. You're... Someone remind me to remind Jake when I get to 38 that I'm starting my in-shapeness life. Remember when I showed you, I, I told you, I was like, dude, I tweeted a picture of Kyle Black or Jack Black and Kyle Gass. And I said that yeah. it was, I said that it was you and me doing talking Yanks in the future. And it got like 250 likes. And you're like, dude, we're not that fat. And then you like looked at a picture of them when they were our age. And you're like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to get like that. 
I know that you've resigned not, to like you're gonna get fat. I'm not. Not like that, but like if you think you're getting in better shape when you're 38, I think you're out of your mind. Oh, I am. I I like that's so wrong. I can't tell once you how I, wrong. That once is. I have money and I get out of this rat race, right? I'm gonna start doing things more. Nice. Once I can afford a personal trainer, I'm getting there. We're gonna have that in eight years. You ever seen Prez when he was starting Barstool grinding 15 hours a day versus him now? We're going to have our glow-ups. And then I'm going to beat that 68-year-old Israel baseball player. Right, but the people that do the glow-up, you're, you're like a big family guy and stuff, and that stuff gets in the way of that. Why? Because you you're like taking care of a kid, and you like stay up all night, and then you don't want to work out, and then you go to work. It's like life. It's called life. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to beat it. All right. Thanks for the face. All right, bud. Jeez. We're rooting for you, but... Oh, you're actively rooting against me right now. No, I'm so rooting for you. I'm just being honest with you because that's what a friend does. When I get to 38, I'm going to start working out. Okay. Because I'll have enough money by that point. Okay. To do it. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Chef Josh calling in from Manhattan. Just finished watching uh, CC against the Rays game two, getting the team hall fired up, getting the benches cleared. Just want to know, it's CC's last year. Who do you guys think is going to be that lightning spark for us? Who's going to be the pitcher that will go out there and hit a guy if he needs to? Who's going to be the one to protect his players that way? Or is CC really the last of his generation and the last guy who's going to do that? All right? Keep up the good work, guys. Love the pod. And go Yanks. I gave CC the last of his kind award like a while back on this this season. And I do think he is the last of his kind. I don't think we're going to get another pitcher that's going to be that dude that I don't think CC's void CC's going to it's going there's going to be a void of that guy who will just scream and yell and have your back no matter what and will go hit someone because you got buzzed. Teams do you te- think someone's going to step it up? I mean Here's here's the problem. We we probably in the next ten years maybe we get one guy who is kind of like that and it's pretty cool and we say like wow we thought this was a dying breed and now we've got one of them. The part that's gonna suck is that there's probably gonna be two guys that want to be that that so aren't that and they're gonna try to lean into it and that's gonna suck. Tanaka's gonna give it a go. Hit someone in the face. Puts on so like a hundred pounds. Cries his eyes out, puts on 100 pounds, never the same because he hit a guy in the face. How much would you love if Tank showed up to spring training with an extra 100 bills on him? I wouldn't love that at all. Unless you mean like in honor of CeCe, like I'm the fat pitcher now? Like, yeah, kind of honoring CeCe and a little bit like uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I I don't think I'd enjoy it. Uh, Give me like another pitcher. Maybe like a relief pitcher does that. The reverse Brian Bruni effect. Or no, I, I'll tell you. You would love if I keep did the tank. Keep keep tank tank. If I if I told you that what you would like would be like Jordan Montgomery, like CC's CC, <laughs> like <laughs> Jordan Montgomery comes back from yes. surgery, he's just fucking plump as hell. You're like, whoa, Gumby, what the fuck happened? Like he shows up at spring training, and they're like, wow, 
Monty, you're you're looking pretty big. And he's like, yeah, CC's last advice to me was pitch big. <laughs> it's like, they, <laughs> CC did not mean this. So. Is, is Monty part of our plans for next season? I think so. It's crazy. Um, next voicemail. Did we answer that question? Uh, it's a dying there. breed. John Boy and Jake, what is up, mates? Joe from Westchester. Um, saw something on Twitter, somebody's theory of, like, what the four fingers could be, like when they throw it up, um, you know, like when they get a big hit or uh, score somebody in. Um, and it's the four goals of the season, division, ALDS, ALCS, and World Series. Um, let me know what you guys think of that. Again, it's not mine, just something I saw. Love to hear what you guys think. Take care. Jake. Go on. Why are you laughing? Go on. Why are you laughing? Go on. Why are you laughing? What are, are you, you thinking? <laughs> I've got one theory. Shut up. I've got one theory. Give me your theory. I think they're just pretending their fingers are four worms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, I couldn't. It's believe... gonna suck when we find out. It's gonna suck when we find out. I could not believe when that video went around Yankees Twitter and they were like, I think I cracked the code. I think it's the the four goals of the season. It's like, you think you cracked the code that we all cracked in spring training? Or that we, like, ugh. Everyone keeps, like, finding these new guesses. They've all existed since spring training. Yeah. The you should have walked me existed in spring training. You didn't hear about the four worms theory I just showed you. I like that's a new one. Yeah. But everyone keeps keeps saying, I figured it out. It's you should have walked me. We we all guessed that right. in spring training the day it happened. Uh, it's the four goals. AL Division, ALDS, ALCS, World Series. We all guessed that in spring training. Oh, it's because they played four outfielders in spring training. No, I went back. I ran the tape. They did it before the four outfielders were played. That is not it. Oh, it's I'm going to take all four bases. We all guessed that the right. first day it happened in spring training. But I keep seeing people like, I think I've got it now. And then they just say something that's been discussed ad nauseum. I think it's so dumb. I think it's so immature and stupid. And we're going to act like, feel like such fools for thinking it's all these like secret things. Someone told me that it was the fire emoji. Just flames that they're acting out. And I was like, I hope that's it. That's so yeah. stupid. Everyone was like, oh, putting their red strings up. Listen, I don't ever want to find out. And I mean, Oh, you're going to find out. We're going to find out. It's going to suck. Everyone's going to say it sucks. So let's just have it be a thing. It's a four, four fingers. In my head, like it started as the fire emoji. And then one of the guys read, they were like, oh, it's the four goals of the year. And they were like, yo, that's kind of good. Like, we should roll with that, right? Like, I, I think that's literally going to come out. Like, the guys were like, I don't know. You know, Hicks, he threw him up. He thought he was just, he was like, score me. And then we rolled with it. And then, yeah, someone said the goals thing, and that was a lot cooler. So whatever it comes out, you're going to be disappointed. And here's some more history on the four fingers. The, when they did it in spring training, it had to be sideways, like you were throwing up a gang sign. Had to be sideways. 
because Bird did it and he held it upright with all his fingertips facing the sky and they mocked him and like, dude, go sideways. And then he went sideways and shook it. So there's some more history since I have a, a history on this stuff. I almost want to make it my pinned tweet. I don't know what the four fingers thing means because I get asked every time I tweet a gif of the four fingers. But the people that ask me, they don't go to pin tweets to read. Like, they just ask, which is right. fine. No one knows. I hope we never find out because it will only let us down. And I like it. It's a fun thing. I'm a fan. Did you see Glaber doing it laying down today? Yeah, that was really good. It was really cool. All right. Next up. What the hell is up, boys? Two point magic Sam. Um, so we did Chester, and then we thought about Chad Mingo, but I need to know what you guys think of Chaston, because this is getting ridiculous. Um, Jake, you suck, and I'm trying to get this thing featured, so I guess I'll tell Luke he's hot or something. I don't know. All right, peace, boys. Wow, didn't get the voicemail of the day. I don't know. Oh, we already did the voicemail of the day. We well, then that is the voicemail of the day, Jim. I'm, you want to give it to who Luke said he got it? Who did Luke give it to? Who is your Yankee babysitter? Excuse me? I think that was the voicemail about, is CC the last of his kind? I mean, that doesn't sound right. How's Luke labeling these? <laughs> I don't is he know. labeling we're, these like we do awards now? <laughs> He, we're in. We've moved on from the miscellaneous general current. Co- right, section. that category we use, and now we're in the fun category, which I like. Luke's gonna be mad at me for saying that. Um, Jim, He's either in way, the chat right now, we'll we'll make Magic Sam's voicemail the voicemail of the day because we also have to give a shout out to our partners at Mazer Gaming. We we tweeted. I'm do the read. Okay. Mazer Gaming. Head to Mazer Gaming for all your gaming needs. You like games? They got them. Teams, controllers, games, start buttons, restart buttons. You can play by yourself or with others through a computer screen or on your own in your house. Mazer Gaming. You're saying gaming? You sound like a Cabela's commercial. You sound like you're talking about hunting. Coming for your coming for your gaming needs. You sound like you're about to go on a hunting trip with Bruce Bochy. Yeah, but it's gaming. So, anyways, Mazer Gaming. They do video games, by the way. If you didn't get that from Jimmy's thing, um, I said controllers, screens. You did say controllers. That was important. Um, at Mazer HQ on Twitter. At Mazer HQ on Twitter. If you give them a follow and retweet our. T- tweet from tonight uh two tickets up to a hundred bucks to a yankees game of your choice they're giving away a mazer jersey and so yeah literally all you have to do is retweet it um they're really cool guys they like our vibes if any of you are gamers go check them out i don't care what game it is roller coaster tycoon Ooh, oh i might draw the line there crash bandicoot only the great wall of china one Cubert. Yo, Crash Bandicoot had some great sound effects. If you had to drop, if you had to name like the worst video game you could think of, what would you say? Um I I can only name like the five that I played in my life. Right. Okay. 
so I don't know. <laughs> okay. Good one. Um, Galaga. If you're into gaming, go check out Mazer Gaming. Good guys. At Mazer HQ on, on Twitter. Go check them out. There was some monster truck game. Metal Cage. Ooh. Rage. Okay. That everyone liked on PlayStation. I didn't. You know what I'm talking about? Cool story, man. Dude, you don't know what I'm talking about? I think I do, but I, I like that you're in a hole right now. You don't know. <laughs> you have no idea. Magic Sam's voicemail. Thanks, Mazer Metal Gaming. Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid, but that's like a shooting game. I think I think you're talking... Are you talking about like the cars that like fight each other and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good game. You can't remember it either. <laughs> oh, I've got it. <laughs> you got no idea. Anyway, I know. It. I'll was, say the the initials are TM. Those that know know. You don't know. I know it. I just I just admitted it to the people. So now you look folkish. Total magnets. Sorry for all of our non gaming <laughs> listeners right now. True metal. Tell me the tell me it before so I can move Twisted on. Twisted metal. Yeah, Twisted metal. Blue. I hated that game. It was too much going on. You're kind of right. It had its moments. Um. So opener Luke, for Paxton. Luke, no, no opener for Paxton. No. Because, because all you do is cripple him mentally even more. Exactly. By not putting faith into him. Well, it's kind of the holder situation tonight because if it does work, hey, that'd be super cool. But I just think no, the odds now, of that are the, super low. Yeah, now this, the guy that's supposed to be a big-time starter for us needs an opener. It's like a terrible message to give to Paxton yeah. and to the other team and everything. It, listen, Paxton needs to fix his own shit. Bottom line. Uh, Luke says we, the uh, real voicemail of the day, Luke says I just straight up skipped it, which is my bad. Okay, nice. What's up, John Boy and Jake? This is Liam calling from Albany. First time caller here, so I have a bit of a random question, but hopefully a fun one for you guys. So I'll look out the hypothetical scenario right now. You've got a date night plan with your wife slash girlfriend, and you have to choose a Yankees player on the current roster to babysit the kids. Who are you guys choosing? So would you think you would pick a dependable babysitter, the one who would put the kids to bed on time, or do you think you would pick the cool babysitter, the one that would put the kids stay up later, bring the best board games, and may let you double up on the desserts? So hopefully this sparks a fun conversation. Uh, I love the podcast and really appreciate the work you two put in. So, yeah. All right. This one is such an easy answer for me. I'm choosing the fun one. And the most dependable because they're the same guy at CC Sabathia. Oh, wow. Got six kids. Wow. That's who he is like as a human. Like fun. Can turn it on, but dependable. Family guy. Yeah, it really is a good call because the kids are going to have a blast. Oh, Um, so much fun. And they're not going to keep him. They're not going to cross him. They're not going to cross him at all. Nope, they're not going to get out of line. It's the easiest pick. And then if Amber's involved as well, right. they, I might as well, I just got them new parents. The S6, man. Um, okay, that is a really good answer. I um, I was dancing around a little bit, and I also land in kind of a combo answer, Jim. And I think, I guess this depends on your kids a little bit. I was going Didi Gregorius. My problem there is my kids are just going to be like, Dad, you suck. Once I get home. Right. 
Like I want them. Well, to they're going to say excited. that after CC too. You know that. No, 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 no. They'll be like yes. CC. CC will be so good at babysitting that he'll be in fun uncle mode. Right. And then he'll and then he'll lay like a couple lines a little too stern. Like Ooh. I ain't your dad. So then when I come home, like CC knows exactly what he's doing, man. Okay. Didi's just gonna show them so much cool stuff, dude. I kind of like, have dress cool, yeah. And he's gonna be like, you know, I got your dad's birthday, and then they're like, what? And then I'm gonna come home, and they're be like, yo, Didi's cooler than you, dad. Yeah. So I mean, I I think my kids have already factored that in, so I'm all right with it. Um, but like, dude, Didi comes over, and he basically puts on a Mrs. Doubtfire performance without the drag. Like, Didi cooks like a five course meal. Um, like if you've got a baby. He's like holding it. Of course, meal. Yeah. Your kids are going to hate that. Can we just get the Twinkies dad usually gives us? Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Didi, you get off the couch. Dad never gets off the couch. (laughs) (laughs) That that whole (laughs) you're going to get fat rant has really come back to haunt me. Uh, oh, dude, I forgot to hold the butter. Oh, yeah, you were supposed to hold butter this episode. If I do it for the rest of the episode, does that count? Do you have two sticks of butter in your house? Not two sticks. I mean, there's butter. What kind of butter do you have? It has to be two sticks of butter? <laughs> I have both hands holding to a stick of butter each. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> That's the visual in everyone's head. Damn. All right. We'll do it next step, I guess. Next step. Moving on. Talking Yanks. It's Will from that BX Borough. If you had to sabotage one game and field the worst lineup using the current 40-man roster, who would you start? Assuming pitchers have to pitch and hitters have to hit. Saying Greg Bird in center, start and holder, and I got Ellsbury behind the plate. Uh-huh. Keep it up, boys. You're killing the game. I'll hang up and listen. All right. So we can change up positions, too? That's what he's saying, yeah. But Damn. pitchers have to hit. Right, right, right. So I got Edwin in center field. We, let's go around the horn, because I, I, that's going to be easier for me. Okay. My, my catcher, ooh, I, I don't know if he's, does 60-day DL count? Yeah, because Ellsbury got mentioned. Yeah. My catcher is Andujar. Is that too harsh? That was so mean. Supposed to be a fun game. Came out too harsh. <laughs> you came out too hard. Came out too harsh. I'm just picturing the Major League Two when he can't throw the ball back to the pitcher. Shakes. <laughs> now you came out too harsh. Um, okay, so Andor's behind the dish. Andor's behind the dish. Who's at first? Um, Clint. I don't know if we should play this game anymore. It's too mean. It went from fun to not fun real quick. So do you want to keep going? Yeah, let's keep going. Um, okay. Second baseman. Voight. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I kind of like Void at third. Voight's really confident about his arm. This whole game's mean. This whole game's mean. I want out. I'm tapping. Okay. Yeah. Every position, we'd have to say a mean thing about a player. Yeah. All right. Cool. 
So did you see my uh, did you see my um, my spot on the uh, Cespedes Family Barbecue Show? The change up on DeZone. DeZone. They made me rank my three least savage. So I didn't see the rankings. I watched the first like five minutes or whatever. I didn't see the rankings. What were your savage rank? I did for most savage. I did Gardner, DJ, and Voight. Okay. I wanted different types of answers for each. Right. And then for my least savage, which I told those guys, Jordan and Jake, I said, this is mean. Right. I did Hicks. Because I said he's the only player that swings less with bases loaded than more. And that's right. not savage. I did Romine. He's savage in the catcher's box. Backup catcher, you box. have to go there. Yeah. And then Domingo Herman was my third. Oh, nice. for seven. I knew there had to be a Kappa. Yeah. So yeah, you did that right. That's um that's the classic trick from your dad that he told us if you do interviews when they ask your weakness, you make a joke. Like yeah. uh, if anyone wants a good interview tip, my dad is a professional's professional. Yeah. Uh, very successful man. Yeah. And he's his, like his greatest story is like when he went on one of his first interviews, they asked his weakness, which is a trap question. Right. He just pulled he pulled up his pants. And showed them two different color socks and said, I'm so bad at matching socks. And it, he said, that's your chance to make a joke. It's a strong move. Yeah. It's a really strong move. Um, man, my weaknesses. Right. Is that you're probably going to eat both sticks of butter after you uh, them? Coming, coming to work. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's what do you think some of your weaknesses are? What are you worried about in this job, Jake? Well, I'm pretty worried about coming in every day. I'm just not coming in. <laughs> Sounds this is a exhausting. Coming in job? <laughs> hey, John Boy Jake. Hey, Bill from Austin. Hey, so I'm wondering, let's just say you guys go to a game at the stadium and you guys go for some post-game drinks and then the team shows up. And they're like, hey, John Boy Jake, you guys know us so well. Here's a few hundred dollars. Go buy the first round of drinks. So what do you guys get for each player? I'm thinking for Paxton, probably like Canadian Club. For Tommy Canely, maybe like a Red Bull Vodka with a shot of Jaeger on the side. What do you guys think? All right, go ahead. That's a good question. We got to buy drinks for the bar. There's That's so many true. beer guys. Can we just name all the beer guys? DJ LeMahieu, you're getting him a beer. Like a Bud Light. Yeah. Brett Gardner, probably getting him a Bud Heavy. LeMayhew and Gardy are either, they're drinking a Bud and, or if they have, if they want hard liquor, you better bring them moonshine. Oh, you bring DJ LeMayhew an empty can just to spit his dip into. Yeah. Yeah. Canely Red Bull Vodka, I like that. Ottavino and Hap are sharing wine. Oh yeah, that's a good call. Like they have a bottle at the table. Who's who's the IPA guy on the team? Didi Talkman Talkman. Oh yeah, super super into yes. Game of Thrones. Super like talks about every home run at length. Oh my Definitely god, a guy who knows his way around. He's IPAs. telling everyone about the certain hops that's in this 9.9% beer. Like he's know what he's doing? He's telling Hap and Adavino while they're drinking wine about the, his beer and they're like, "Dude, we are we are literally the two guys drinking wine. Why would you be telling us that?" 
Yeah, Didi's drinking either uh, clear liquor or like a clear rum. I got Didi drinking. Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah, I was either going there or I was like, I don't know, some ancient Rams piss drink that gives you powers. No, you're wrong. You don't think we could get that from the bar? No. Judge, probably a beer. I mean, what I do, honestly, is I get like 10 tequila, 10 whiskey shots, and then 20 beers and say, is this what you wanted, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Tried my hardest. Imagine ordering like 20 different drinks. (laughs) It'd be a melt up there. Walk up to Voight and give him a Shirley Temple. You might like that. (laughs) Too much. No, I don't think he'd like it. Voight's a beer guy. He's pounding beer. Who's the Who's the Shirley Temple guy? I think it's you and me. I think I think that's I think that's why we got added to Yankee Land. What's up, boys? It is Jordan from Boston. In honor of Hall of Fame this weekend, just wanted to ask a question: What has been your favorite Mariano Rivera moment or moment? There you go. Uh, in his career, um, also Bernie Williams not being in the Hall of Fame is a crime. Thanks, boys. Go Yanks. What's your favorite Mariano Rivera moment? Man. They're like all the same. <laughs> right. Like that's why Mo's so special. It's like, okay. It's broken. not like you can be like the time he got that big double or time he hit that triple with two RBIs. And it's like time he closed that game or the time he closed that game. What you got? <laughs> yeah. He, uh, one, one, two, three broke a guy's bat. I'm going to go his first RBI walk when K-Rod walked him against the Mets. It was also the same day he got his 500th save. They asked him what he was more excited about. He said, the walk. I've never never done that. That was my 500th save. Do that every day. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I always, I don't know if it's mentally or just not being all there. Whenever they show the video of Pettit and Jeter taking him out, like it starts off fun, they're giggling, and I'm like, oh, I know Mo's going to get a little emotional. And then I forget how emotional he got, and I was like, oh, my God. Like It, 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 it trips me up every time. Yeah, that video weirds me out, and I'm scared to admit that to Yankee fans. Okay, that's fair. I didn't really like it at the time, and then how much he cries. Kind of like I don't know how to respond to that. Right. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, it's, it just, I, I don't know. I think from everything you heard about Mariano from around the organization, being a nice guy, obviously doing his job and how much it meant to him. I, I think, I think it's a really nice thing. We know you hate, ride? we know you hate hokey things. That's all you talk about on this podcast now. I love Brian Hoke. Okay. But yeah, I wouldn't have had Mo. I wouldn't have had Jeter and Pettit go get him. Oh, I love it. Hey, John Boy and Jake. It's Jenny from Indiana calling in again. And now this is kind of a silly question, but who do you guys think are the best and worst dancers on the Yankees? Now, the other day I was kind of thinking about the full post-game clubhouse nightclub and how they said that Aaron Judge is on Oxlade. He plays a lot of rap and hip-hop and stuff. But I was just thinking – I just feel like Aaron Judge is way too big to be a good dancer. He's, there are just 
there's just too much that it takes to coordinate those limbs, you know? But on the other hand, I was thinking I can really see Gari going for some classic dad moves, like the shopping cart or the lawnmower or the sprinkler. While I feel like Tommy Canely just goes straight up Jersey Shore fist pump. So I just, I just think there's a lot to unpack here. I look forward to your thoughts and congrats on all the recent success. Go Yanks. Romine is the worst dancer on the team. Yeah, he's he's fundamentals. He's high and tight. He's the same person as me on the dance floor. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't want to be there. Wants to just go by the bar and have some beers and talk to people or go listen to some music he likes. Right. So Romine's my easy answer. Oh, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Chad Green's yeah. the worst dancer on the team. Oh. Chad Green's the worst dancer on the team. Ooh. So yeah. Romine will stand on the outskirts of the dance floor and entertain it and do some head nodding. Chad Green doesn't leave his seat at the wedding. See, I feel like they... I feel like, so you know, the wedding's going and you got someone who doesn't dance and then everyone has enough drinks and they're like, come on, man, come dance. Like, come on, come on. They finally get Chad Green up. I think he does something kind of weird on the dance floor and they're like, all right, you could go sit down again. Yeah, yeah. He's like, who are you? Like, he just just does like a big wiggle move and they're like, yo, that's a... (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Do you think that's what we're doing out here? I'll I'll say this. When I heard that question, Jim, Club 161 opens up. Aaron Judge starts the music in the lights. There is someone that starts the dance floor, which you know is something near and dear to my heart. Who do you think it is? Geo. Whoa. Whoa. I like the answer. I don't think it's right, but I like it. Or you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) Have before, will again. Um, I actually think it's Guardy. I think old man Brett goes out there and like takes his shirt off, does like one dance move he learned in 1995, and then he says, all right, you you boys can dance now, and then he and that starts it. Yeah, Gardner needs a reason to leave, so he has to get everyone to the dance floor, so no one's watching him. So he goes yes. to the dance floor, he's like, "Let's go, boys! Come on, get up!" And he's doing that one move, you know. And then as soon as the dance floor is full, he just goes and leaves, and uh, just hangs out like on the back porch, and like no one knows he's gone anymore. Chad, that's not a dance move, buddy. <laughs> Chad, you're cool to sit, man. <laughs> are you just pretending to pet a dog that's not dancing uh big fan of chad big fan of chad would he like us i don't think so no idea no idea we'll find out i think he's like he's he's like well that's no one knows anyway i think that ends the show guess what for any new listeners i hope you enjoyed the voicemail app it gets weird Tomorrow, we have sharp stats. It's almost the fucking polar opposite of what yeah. we just did. It's all real math. There's there's actual, there's information with a couple jokes. You don't make any jokes. 
You know that's something people have been saying? Where'd all Jake's jokes go? Someone's been tweeting at you saying, where'd Jake's jokes go? Yeah. Yeah. What was their tag again? What was their name on Twitter? At Humbles. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, you uh, <coughs> for those tuning in live, you've seen one of the loopier episodes in Talking Yanks history. I guess we're happy with the success. So if you didn't like this, we'll come back at some point. But I think some of Go you did like this. Go look it up at Twitter, man. Go look it up on Twitter. At Humbles. It's just like, man, where'd all Jake's jokes go? I might make that Twitter account right now. That, dude, that dude's drier than the desert. Dude, that's... <laughs> dude, that could be like the new internet thing. Like, know how there's... You know, freezing cold takes and you hate them, but they just go around looking for fake bad takes. Humbles should be the account that just goes around the internet and someone that says something too cocky, they just humble. That, I mean, I, I guarantee that exists. Oh, Humbles isn't an active account. All right, here's Humbles last tweet. I'm, I'm a pull an all nighter just to have the weekend off. July 30th, 2010. Should we buy Humbles off of that guy? All right. Yeah, Cut the tape. So. All right. Thank you guys very much. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Hopefully the Yankees play better in game two versus the Minnesota Twins. Chad's a twin. Go Yanks. Tell them, Graham. Go Yankees. <laughs>